You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. Heading back to your calls for Midday Madness shortly. But Ollie Woodchie has been good enough to join us from the Bellarine. Played for Barwon Heads, 51 goals in 18 games. He was a surprise selection by the Cats at pick 61 yesterday. And he's been good enough to join us. Point to you, Ollie. Great to have you on. Dwayne, how you going, mate? I'm damn good, but not as good as you must feel right now. How do you feel? <sighs> Uh, yeah, I'm pretty over the moon right now. Lots of words. So you, when do you start training? You're a local kid, so you're only down the road. It's it's like your whole world's just tipped on its ear. Yeah, so just uh, 25 minutes down the road. Um, we're in here today, actually. Just did a heap of screening and stuff like that. Get to know the players. Um, and then we're in on Monday. Did you know it was coming? Um, oh, I had a bit of an idea, a bit of an indication from Wellesley um, on the night. I was actually on the tools on Tuesday, um, got home and then got the phone call that saying that you might be picked up. So got all the boys over and the family and yeah. So everyone kind of knows everyone down this neck of the woods. So do you, do you know Wellesley? Does a family friend know Wellesley? Do you know Andrew Mackey? Do you know Sean Grigg? I know you know Matty Scarlett, who was an assistant coach down there. Uh, no, I don't know any of those boys. Um, I just met them throughout the year through Scarlo. So, yeah, no, I don't actually know them. Do you think it was an advantage for you to have Scarlo as an assistant? So the best eyes on you that could possibly be on you? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I definitely had a few opportunities to go in and play GFL and play high-quality footy. But um, I decided to stay in BFL because I knew Matty Scarlo was coming down and um, he put a few in, few good words in for me, I think. So, yeah. 51 goals in 18 games, including 12 against Model Worry. So you did have a pretty good year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to kick 12. I think Fairfield were in junk time. But, um, yeah, uh, Sammy Shaler and Mitchell Herbison, the coaches down at Barnhead, um, chucked me in the forward line a fair bit this year. So, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get on the end of it, which is good. How are you going to go on... Pristine grounds with no mud and wind and new footies every kick. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a few, I picked up a few uh, footies today and I didn't find a bad one. So, um, but yeah, the ground looks unreal. I can't wait to get out there and start chucking some laps. So you were at the Falcons. You played a few games for the Falcons back in 2021. Uh, why the yep. why the hiccup? Why the little spell that you've had to get back into the system? 
Um, I think, I don't know, the first year at Falcons was COVID, so we didn't actually uh, play at all. And the second year, I think I played about seven games and just injuries, the stop-start with the lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, and then I just went back to what I loved, and which was playing footy with my mates, playing at Bowen Heads, and just played for the love of the game. Um, didn't take things too seriously. And then um, had an all right year. Um, we won lucky enough to win the flag, and then Scala was down there, so I thought I might give it a crack. So they tell me you got a big tank. You put your head over the footy and you, well, you know where the goals are. Uh, well, let's just cut to the chase. They reckon you got a few tricks, Ollie. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I like to take a hanger here and there. Um, but yeah, I definitely need to put on a bit more sides. I reckon I like to run and yeah, I'd, yeah. A little bit of Stevie J, they reckon in you. Oh, I wouldn't say him. I'd, yeah, I'm not really sure who I'd compare myself to, but definitely not CBJ. <laughs> not as good as him. <laughs> <laughs> How's your confidence level going in, Ollie? I mean, you, you obviously have to pinch yourself, but when you get in there and start training, you've got just as good a shot at playing it in round one, theoretically, as anybody else. So you have to have your confidence in yourself before anybody else has confidence enough in you to pick you. Yeah, well, I think... Um, going with the mindset of, you know, you're just as good as anyone here and um, they picked you for a reason. So, yeah, I'm just going to put me head over the ball um, and, yeah, do the best I can and hopefully maybe play a game this year. What do they call you down there at Bowen Heads? Are they going with the blade or what are they going with? What was that, sorry? What's the nickname they're running with for you down there at Bowen Heads? Oh, they got ferret going, little ferret. <laughs> Do you mind ferret, me using mate. that round one when you front up for the Cats in your opening game? Are you, are you okay with me going with Ferret or not? <laughs> yeah, you can go with that. Um, I think Dan Donati would like that, my old coach. Um, yeah, he'd get around that for sure. He was the one that made it up, I think. Well, let's hope the Ferret gets a game early, uh, Ollie. Congratulations on being drafted. Uh, the Cats have done it again. Stephen Wells has done it again. And uh, how's your family and friends right now? You're going you're gonna to have to get a few tickets together. Yeah, yeah. Well, all my pretty much all my family diehard Cats fans. So, um, yeah, there'll be a bit of tension in the house if I do um, get a game. <laughs> Were you a Cat fan? Who was your favourite? Yeah, I was a Cat fan for sure. Um, oh, there's a few. You know, Joel Sowood, uh, Tommy Stewart. Love him. He was you know in a similar position to me. So um, I look up to him and yeah, Scarlett obviously and yeah. Great to have you on, Ollie. Congratulations again. Can't wait to see you at Gym HBA Stadium at a training session in the, the coming weeks. We'll talk soon. No worries. Thanks for having me. There you go. That was the ferret, Ollie Woodshear, drafted by the Cats at pick 61. Big surprise. Pulled him out of the BFL. Yep, the BFL, the Bellarine Footy League, playing for Bowen Heads. We'll take a break. Back to your call. In fact, David Milton's been holding for an eternity. Mick and Yolambi as well. So I better get to both of you before the break. You there, Mick? We'll start with you. I think you've been holding the longest. Thanks, Dwayne. Um, you there, mate? Yeah, you're on the air, Mick. Right. Welcome to you. Yeah, I just want to talk about um, the second-round draft rookie pick, uh, Finbar Marley. Uh, he's only 20 years old, mate. He played three years of footy at Preston and Eltham. And uh, with a basketball background, and he... Um, he blew the uh, grand final apart in the Northern League for Eltham, kicking six goals. And uh, and after all of that, he did a he had a spider bite that put him out of football for ten weeks in the season. So it's a great little story. That's a nice story, Mick. And we've had a few of them. Will he go all right? 
Well, he's got a, he takes a fantastic mark and he can kick a ball, kick six goals and just tore the game apart in the grand final. So North Melbourne must have had a bit of a look at him and uh, they've grabbed him. Yeah. Hey, nice call, Mick. Um, got a few things to give away that I haven't given away yet. So hold the line. We've got something for you. You've got a, well, either a family pass to the WBBL Melbourne Stars game on Saturday, November 25, or a Bataki ham. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. Or a Signet Boost Power Bank, valid at 44.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Need a break for news. And we're going to head up to the Australian PGA to get an update as to who's top of the pops when it comes to the leaderboard. I think Adam Scott's up there. Minwoo Lee is up there as well. Uh, Cameron Davis has had a three-under round. He's back in the clubhouse. We need to get there quickly. Dave in Melton, though, holding for a while. We'll get to you in before the news. Welcome to you, Dave. G'day, mate. How are you doing? Just before this draft starts, doesn't the AFL, a week before the draft, get rid of all the father and sons and academy picks and get that all sorted out? So a week later, when the draft starts, all that stuff's gone and everyone can have their picks. So, Dave, it's not a bad solution, and I've heard it from elsewhere, so I, I do like the idea that if you've got a father-son, uh, they need to be able to work out exactly what he's worth before the draft. He doesn't get included in the first round or the second round. You just end up coming up with a pick for him. In that situation, Dave, so for the example of maybe Nick Dacos, who everyone thought was the best player in the draft, and Sam Darcy, who are both father-sons in the top four, you might have ended up having a situation where well, more got paid for Nick Dacos than pick four. So it might have been arranged pre-draft that Nick Dacos was actually worth pick one, which would mean that Collingwood would have to pay more for him and it's not reliant on someone else bidding for him before Collingwood have to come up with the points, Dave. Yeah, I know, but it's unfair that Collingwood's getting Nick Dacos. So what, however they get him, bad luck, yeah. that's the way we get him. You know what I mean? Like... You know, I'm actually agreeing with you, Dave, on saying that that if he's worth pick one, then why have a silly system where we have to wait for someone to bid for him and then if no one bids for him because they all think, well, Collingwood's going to take him anyway, so we're not going to bid for him at two and we're not going to bid for him at three and we're not going to bid for him at four. So we get a situation that he ends up getting picked at pick four or five or six or seven when he's really a pick one. I don't mind that system, Dave, where the father-sons and the academy picks... It's a pre-arranged, pre-draft thing, and they are taken out of the first round. I don't mind that at all. And hold the line. I uh, got something for you for it because I'm I'm glad that got mentioned again. It got mentioned on the text a day ago, and uh, it's worthy of the AFL throwing that one up as an option. You got a Bataki ham as well coming away. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. Back with more after the news. Back to your calls one three hundred seven three six seven three six for more bid Dave Mandis. For WorkLocker, Karen Downs and Packenham, unlock Stockton full of value. Work wherefore, wherever you work, visit worklocker.com.au.